This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Today, I have a special guest who's going to be with me on this program. That's Jody Caracosta, the Vice President of Somebody Cares America and Somebody Cares International. And it's great to have you here with us today, Jody. Thank you, Doug. It's great to be here with you. You know, we've dealt with a lot of disasters over the years. You've been doing disaster ministry for how many years now? Uh, a couple decades. At least, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, same, and we've been working together since Tropical Storm Allison all the way to the tsunami in Indonesia. And, of course, all the major hurricanes, tornadoes, and crises here in our own country and around the world. Mm-hmm. We're still working in the Bahamas. We're still working in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. In other parts of the world, and of course, and Hurricane right here, Har- right here in Texas, yeah, too. Hurricane Harvey, two plus years later, right? Yep. So, but today specifically, I felt like with all the things that are going on with the resurgence of concern because of viruses like the coronavirus from China, uh, and all the things we see on the news all day long about it, even conspiracy things, and where did it come from? Some say from bat soup, other things from from you know other uh, places, and uh, so we're going to talk more about how to prepare. Because we have a saying that says, uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. And we, for years, have had a, a, a disaster preparation training that we do for churches mm-hmm. and communities called, Are You Prepared for the Next Disaster? And we also have from Justin and Kennedy Bolin, who were on staff with us, are now working with the Jewish Agency in Israel. They have prepared a complete material called Preparedness Peace. And uh, they did a special edition for Somebody Cares, since they were on staff with us. But it helps prepare families, local communities, neighborhoods, churches, and how to prepare to every single level. It's a video curriculum as well as a study guide curriculum. Incredible uh, tool for people who want to know how to prepare for any kind of disaster or crisis. But specifically today we're going to talk about pandemics because that's what's been fresh on everybody's minds right now. In the past two decades, the world has been faced with a number of potential pandemics We had the bird flu in the late 1990s, SARS in the early 2000s, the swine flu in 2009, MERS in 2012, Ebola outbreaks periodically with the most recent one in 2018, and now this latest coronavirus has affected tens of thousands of people in China and beyond now Mm. with deaths attributed to uh, topping 1,700 people that we know and it's continually rise. And so even here in Texas and America, we're affected by even those coming back in quarantine. So share with us a little bit of your concerns and what we've tried to research and train people on, Jody, about pandemics. Uh, Well, you know, the first thing we need to know about pandemics, um, if we believe in Jesus Christ, is that we do not need to fear. Uh, Doug, you and I were talking just yesterday about Psalm 91, uh, and Psalm 91 speaks really specifically about pestilence, which pestilence is a is a pandemic. It's a it's a disease, and you know, it, I'm just going to go ahead and read Psalm 91 because I think it's a good reminder Absolutely. for anyone out there that you know is worried about what's going on in the world. It says, "Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty." I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence. I get stop that. From the deadly pestilence. Mm-hmm. That's that's very prophetic there. Yeah. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. 
A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. The vision God has given us for 2020 and beyond is one of rapid expansion, not to build up our ministry, but to build up His kingdom. As we continue to assist in disaster relief and crisis response across the globe, we are cognizant that it takes local impact to sustain true transformation. These communities need the help before, during, and after the need arises. We need consistent resources to help those courageous leaders on the front line in their communities across the world. You can be a part of transforming lives by giving today at somebodycares.org. Now we know that that's an encouragement to all of us, Mm -hmm. but the reality is it rains on the just and the unjust. And so people are affected in various ways. Right. So there's a lot of context here, but I think it's an encouraging scripture. You know, Psalms 91 was a was a very important scripture for me and my family mm-hmm. that we prayed every day when I went through my cancer in 2015. Now, everybody's story is different, but at the end of the day, we have something to hold on to. We're tethered and anchored to God's word of encouragement in the midst of whatever comes our way. Over the years, I've been talking about uh, there'll come a time that there will be everything that can be shaken will be shaken. We've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Every institution, the whole earth groans with birth pangs. We've seen that continue to happen. And now we also see that where the nations rage. So we see all these things coming together and culminating. It's a time that we need to take it serious and not to ignore them. But we also have to have preparation spiritually, mentally, uh, in every way, be prepared. We hear various reports about where it all started. And was it from an exotic meat market or all the way to a biological laboratory in Wuhan? There's so many stories out there. So regardless of what the origin is, time to take seriously the admonition to prepare for the myriad of disasters or pandemics that could come and will continue to happen. As believers, we need to prepare spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Somebody Cares has a preparedness manual for churches and groups. This Are You Prepared for the Next Disaster Manual? Church-based, Christ-based disaster preparedness and response manual. We also have folks within our network that actually do trainings. Mm -hmm. And then we also, uh, it includes a section which suggests and has suggestions on how to prepare to respond even to a pandemic, not just natural disasters and other crises, but right. actually pandemics as well. And uh, and so would you just share a little bit about some of the things that we have done, and then let's go over some of the healthy habits to prevent flus and viruses and what we can do to prepare ourselves in, in a better way to, to give us an increase of capacity not to be affected by these pandemics. Well, yeah, first of all, Doug, I, I do want to say... Well, a couple things. Um, if, if anyone's listening and you're interested in getting our preparedness manual, you can go on the Somebody Cares website, somebodycares.org, and uh, it's go to our e-store and you'll find both the preparedness manual um, and, and preparedness piece. Um, but the next thing, you know, the reason we prepare is not to be a cloister and pull away from the world, but the reason we prepare is so that we can reach out with God's compassion and peace and minister to the world. God doesn't bring these disasters to destroy, but to point people to him. So, I know we, we've used a scripture a lot over the years, Jody, as you know, 
um, in, in Luke chapter 21, verse 13, in the midst of all these difficulties that come in life, it says, but it should be an occasion for your testimony. Right. So no matter what happens in people's lives, be it individually or in a corporate context, it's, it's an opportunity for the church to be a light that shines in the midst of that. Right. If we shrink back in fear, then we're not letting Christ be a light through us. Uh, yeah, I know, Doug, you've probably heard the same thing. I've heard stories coming from China um, about believers who are going out in the midst of the virus. You know, they might be dressed in yellow and um, they're handing out water or they're handing out uh, other items that are needed by people, masks, actually. Uh, and they're praying for people. And, you know, from what we're hearing, I, I don't have this as firsthand reports or even secondhand reports, but... Uh, from what I've heard from others, is that God is doing miracles there and people are coming to Christ. So it's a time for the church to shine. And we've seen over again in just natural disasters how when the church reaches out, God does amazing things in the community. People get saved, the church grows. So it's not a time to shrink back, but it's really a time to be a light. That's right. And, you know, and we've seen that even the original doctor that recognized uh, in Wuhan and identified the virus has also passed. Yes. And we've seen so many others affected by it. So our hearts uh, really go out to all those who have been victimized by this tragedy and this virus. But it is a moment in time for the church to rise up and to be a hand of healing and hope in the midst of these difficult mm-hmm. times, any drug crisis. But especially right now, there's so many people we can, we listen to all the news and the fodder and people keep spinning opinions. But right now we need more than opinions. We need people to jump in who really care for people mm-hmm and help people get to their journey of healing and to bring comfort to those who have already suffered. Right. Um, you know, in our Somebody Cares uh, Disaster Preparation Manual, we talk about, in fact, Adam Peacock uh, with City Life Fellowship in Santa Rosa, California. We helped uh, Northern California during the fires and a lot of the uh, M95 masks, mm-hmm. and uh, which was very helpful to them. And we went up there and actually was there speaking to people affected by the fires. And he said, when disaster strikes a community... No group is better postured to be a part of the immediate response all the way through the long-term recovery than the local church. With all the pain and trauma uh, that a disaster brings into a community, it is also a moment of opportunity for practically expressing the gospel that most communities will get only once in a generation. I liked also what Adam Peacock said at a gathering when I was with him and speaking to some uh, leaders that were affected by the, the fires in Northern California he said, too often we as the church spend all of our effort trying to get the community to come to church when it should be ready, really equipping the church to go out to the community. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're at today. And so let's go over a, a moment, Jody, of some of the things that people can do to help uh, prepare themselves uh, in preventing a virus or getting affected by viruses or, or even preventing the flu. Yeah, right. I mean, if we are going out to be a light, we need to do it with wisdom. We need to do it with, of course, the wisdom of the Lord, but we also need to have healthy habits to keep our temple of the Holy Spirit, our bodies, healthy. Um, and these, you know, I found on the CDC website. Um, and so for those that don't know, what is the CDC? That is the, um, ah, the Center Center for Disease Control. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> simple one, but it's left my mind for a minute. So these come from the CDC, and and uh, the coronavirus is a virus. The flu is a virus. So this is actually healthy habits to prevent the flu, which is actually also prevalent right now. Um, but things like avoid close contact with people who are sick, keep your distance from them, uh, stay at home when you are sick, cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when you're coughing or sneezing. Um, so that 
It prevents other people from being sick and then throw it away and wash your hands immediately. We need to be sensitive to others. And one, one thing I appreciated growing up in Asia, well, I was not grew up there, I was born there, but grew up in America, but I was born in Japan and, and the first three years, and of course I went back to high school because my dad was in the U.S. military and stationed there. But I always thought it was interesting why so many Japanese uh, in public would wear these masks. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, you know, I always thought, well, they're just afraid of catching something. Well, many of them do that, but they're very cognizant of being sensitive. If they have a cold, if they have something, they don't want you to catch what they have. So it works two ways. And I think we have to be very sensitive that if we're sick, be sensitive to other people. If you're on a plane, if you're in a public setting, maybe wear a mask so that you're not giving something to someone else. And at the same time, if you're concerned, like I had to wear a mask every time I traveled because I was going through chemo, my immune system was, was low. Mm -hmm. So I would put a mask on. So I think it's important for us to be sensitive uh, to being sanitary uh, and using some and using this practical wisdom uh, out in public. Yeah, since we're talking about masks, Doug, there, there are a couple different types of, types of masks. There are... They're just basically uh, dust masks that um, are good if you're sick to prevent, you know, from your sneezing and your coughing to uh, spread. Uh, this is a uh, uh, N95, which they say you should have. And basically, um, you we use it for disaster relief because you go into a lot of mold and mildew areas, and people are very sensitive to that. We've had friends that possibly have gotten um, uh, lung diseases be, uh, because of because of the disaster relief they've done. But uh, here's just one, a simple mask here that you just put on around your face, around your head. And it looks kind of awkward for those watching on Facebook Live, but better awkward and safe than than uh, getting sick, right? So this is be some of the ones we gave away during the northern the fires in Northern California. And we've given to other disasters across the country. Yeah, it keeps particles from getting your respiratory system. This is also one, uh, it's called a respirator. It's an N95 respirator, and it has a filter. Uh, and, and actually, masks are kind of in short supply now. So, And we had quite a few friends that were actually ministering throughout Asia, Cambodia, uh, Vietnam in the last few days. And I noticed at every airport and as they were traveling in public settings, they were wearing the one you just showed, mm -hmm. that they can get wear it. Just any local... Um... Yeah, you can get them at, at local hardware stores. Or actually, I bought this online, so okay. you can have it delivered right to your house if you get it online. So the one I showed you, uh, the N95, is disposable, but uh, the one that you have... Well, can actually be replaced. The filter can be replaced. Yeah, I mean, I would say these are the CDC and the WHO recommend that any kind of cloth ones are one-time use only. Um, they do have N95 respirators that are more material, and they actually have the filters you can put in. They're a little sturdier, and they really um, cover your face well to prevent any infection from getting in. Those could be multi-use with the change of a filter, but these cloth ones are... Really, one-time use, disposable. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. I, in fact, I think I'll invest in yours since you know more and more things are happening. We need to be prepared, and we encourage people to have things in their home that grab-and-go bags, and that's what uh, the preparedness piece uh, training that Justin and Kennedy Boland developed, mm -hmm. and that uh, used to be on staff with us, and that's an incredible material. And the one we prepared, are you prepared for the next disaster? Church-based, Christ-based disaster preparedness and response. Man, kind of talks about the the, the phases of a disaster and also includes pages about pandemics 
And so it'll give you more information. You can go to our website at somebodycares.org to find out more information. But I was also reading, Doug, on um, Healthline. There was research recently that was researching the effectiveness of masks in preventing the spread of disease. And um, they said the most effective way is to use a mask and to make sure you're really washing your hands every yeah, time absolutely. you touch things. To wash your hands at least for 20 seconds with soap and water. If you don't have, you aren't able to wash your hands with soap and water, then you can um, sanitize your hands with a hand sanitizer that has at least 60% alcohol mm-hmm. based. Uh, and really, also, they say a general rule for even that is to really rub it in until it's dry, and that also takes about 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So the 20-second rule. And then to avoid touching your eyes, your nose, your mouth, like you mentioned. Because germs are often spread when a person touches something that is contaminated with germs mm-hmm. and then touches his or her own eyes, nose, or mouth. Yeah. If you're in public places, if you're in an office situation, you're at you know, churches that might be listening to this, very important to clean all your surfaces with a disinfectant um, as often as you can. Light switches, doorknobs, door handles, toilet handles, uh, sink faucets. You know, I think a lot of people probably know that, but it's a good reminder at this time when it's on everyone's mind. And so wash your hands. Take some of those uh, Clorox wipes and wipe down surfaces that you're used frequently by other staff members or, or in people hotel at school. Rooms, the remotes. Oh, remotes, exactly. That's what I always think about, too. Or take those little spray uh, Clorox uh, spray things, disinfectants with you. Any other thoughts on on any healthy habits that people can apply, Jody? Um, I think those are those are the main ones. We'll have some links on our show notes, the podcast show notes that uh, will link to the CDC recommendations. Will link to um, the Healthline research that I mentioned. Will link to you know a few other helpful articles that you might want to look at if you are interested and you need mm. more information. There's also um, a CDC. Uh, page that says what to do if you are sick with the coronavirus. Hopefully none of you are, but if you have any questions, we'll link to that as well. Uh, basically, stay at home and get medical care. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing to, to at this point uh, that the medical community is saying, that I am not a medical doctor, so I am not an expert, but from what I've read, the coronavirus is like other viruses. It's like a, a, a cold or a flu you know, get lots of rest, get um, lots of fluids, stay away from people. Uh, but it really becomes a problem if you already have a compromised immune system or if it turns into pneumonia. Uh, you do need to let your doctor know, of course, uh, who would be aware if you have a, a, an immune system that's compromised in some way. But well, see, that, that's, you brought up a good point because two words keep coming to mind. When you vulnerability and mm-hmm. susceptibility. Yeah. So if you don't get enough rest, don't drink plenty of water, you then you your immune system is diminished right. and you're more susceptible or vulnerable mm-hmm. to get something. Yeah. We do have to live life. Yeah. People have to go to school and have to go to work, et cetera. And really at work it's kind of a similar similar thing. You know, you want to make sure that your workplace is kept clean with disinfectant, not just water. Um, that that routine frequent items are are cleaned on a regular basis, um, that your workplace has an adequate supply of tissues and soap and paper towels and alcohol wipes, and uh, and then train others how to do your job in case you need to cross-train so that if someone in your workplace is sick, someone else can fill in while that person is away from the job. Um, 
And if you feel sick, go home. Mm-hmm. Don't infect your coworkers. Well, in particular, let's say any virus, but in particular coronavirus, because we're talking about that. Now, some of the symptoms uh, can show up anytime from two to 14 days after you've been exposed. So just be very aware of that. And then early on, there's a lot like the, it's a lot like the common cold. So you might want to notice if you've gained fever, have a fever or uh, a cough that won't go away or shortness of breath. And infections range from mild to serious. So we need to make sure that we're, that we, because if it leads to pneumonia, mm-hmm. that's where a lot of these deaths come from. Right. Not so much the virus itself uh, in the initial stages, but it's not being able, being treated for right. uh, greater, uh, greater things like pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Just remember that Doug and I are not medical professionals. So, um, you know, if you have a question, get in t- contact with your doctor. Yes. Now what we do have is what we call medical professionals who care who've been with us in the tsunami in Indonesia. They've been with us during Katrina and others. Uh, one of our doctor friends is an infectious disease specialist, and they've and we have a lot of other doctors that work with us that deal with all kinds of, of issues like this. So we are trying to be stay informed, just like you can stay informed. We're just taking what we know and what we've learned, and we've learned from medical professionals and what we've researched ourselves and the trainings we've provided through our network, providing it for you. So check out the show notes, the links, and so on. But do your own research as well. Don't let fear overtake you because we're not a people of fear. We're people of faith. And uh, ultimately, uh, we know that, that the great physician is looking out for us. So I want to encourage every one of you, don't let the circumstance dictate to you your life, but be in control of the circumstance. Be prepared. Make sure that you've done everything you know to do to have your home uh, in, in a sanitary condition, making sure your children and your family are, are trained properly so that when you do go into the workplace or school or your public settings, that you also are then cognizant of your surroundings and how to make, make sure that you increase your capacity to not be infected or be uh, susceptible or vulnerable to a virus. And then you can walk in peace and you can spread peace where you go, the peace of Christ. Well, I know we can go on and talk about all the the material we have as well and trainings. Mm-hmm. If you like more information on how to have maybe a disaster preparation uh, uh, intensive training, at your church or community, let us know. We've done these all across the country. Uh, and also, if you'd like more information about preparedness, peace, we can introduce you to Justin in Canada and their material. Uh, these are things to help you along the way in any crisis, be it human or natural disasters or pandemics. I think it just it's about information, knowledge, so we can be prepared to handle any crisis that comes along the way. And we can be a blessing to others and not be the victim. I, I think that in closing, Jody, I want you to reread Psalm 91, because it's not a time to walk in fear, but a people of faith and a people who can be used by God to reach out to those who maybe are going through difficulties in their lives. Amen. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the dark, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. Amen. Wash your hands frequently, drink plenty of fluids, and make sure you get plenty of sleep. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is get some rest. So uh, I just want to close in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you 
that uh, that that you are cognizant, you are very aware, you see, you know what's going on. Uh, God, regardless of where the origins are of these kinds of things and these pandemics, God, I'm praying for safety, protection over people. I pray that you would cause the church to rise up in opportunity times like this to share the healing and hope of the presence of God in these difficult circumstances. And we also pray, Lord, for those who maybe have already suffered or become victim to this. Lord, we pray for comfort of the Holy Spirit with these families. And we're praying for quick and speedy recovery and healing to those who are just now finding out that they're infected by either corona or other kinds of diseases. Whatever difficulties people are going through right now, I pray that you would give them a sense of your purpose, your presence, and your hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Any closing remarks, Jody? I would just say, you know, as believers, we don't need to fear, Doug. Um, You know, even if something comes our way, like, you know, you had an encounter with cancer, God has a plan and a purpose. He is Mm -hmm. for us. He is not against us. And we can have confidence in him. And I love what what the word says that God can turn what others meant for evil or what the situation is meant for evil into good. Yeah. So not that that we were happy or think it's good to see evil things happen to anybody, but let's turn whatever has already happened, turn it around to help people, and then we, God could use whatever we've been through for good for others as yeah. well. Yeah, we need to see things through the eyes of the Lord and through His kingdom eyes, yep. and then our perspective changes and we can yep. walk in peace because yep. we know that God's plan is ultimately being fulfilled. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being with us on A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. It's been great to have Jody Caracosta, our Vice President of Somebody Cares. Go to our website, somebodycares.org, and check out the show notes on our podcast so that you can get uh, informed and, and, and resources to help you along the way. And if you want to get one of our manuals or find out more about how to have a training in your area, let us know. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.